All right, so the Giants are off to the same start they were last season, um, an 0-2 start. Uh, hopefully they don't go all the way to the, to the start they went last season and end up at 0-6. Uh, but, you know, I wanted the Giants uh, to get me to Rangers hockey because the Yankees were barely able to get me to Giants football, and it looks like the Giants might not even get us uh, through the rest of September if they if they keep up uh, the way things have gone the first two weeks. And here to talk some Giants football today and, and maybe some hockey, among other things, is Brian Mons of WFAN, the producer for Mike's On, Francesa on the Fan, and uh, sometimes on Fox Sports 1 as well, and uh, and also the uh, the official Twitter or tweeter for Mike Francesa. Monzo, how's it going today? I'm also the producer of Giants football. That's true. You are the. I forgot that you do the. I forgot that you spend your whole Sunday just uh, gambling and uh, probably eating terrible food and, and watching football. Uh, that's sadly factual. <laughs> well, I locked it on my fantasy teams. Yeah, all your, I can't forget about your fantasy teams, but you always you always tell me how you know the only team, uh, sports team you really care for anymore is the Rangers. You know you used to care about the Mets, but don't so much anymore. And and but but you've always said that um, because you've done Giants football for so long, because you produce it, that they're right there with the Rangers. And uh, this start to the season after the way things went last year, um, you know can't can't have you leaving the, or can't make you feel good about what's going on? Uh, yeah, it's safe to say. I mean, uh, that's you know, the first game against Detroit. You know, I actually, I don't think anybody agreed with me, but I actually think they had a chance to win that game. Uh, they get the ball, to, you know, with a couple minutes left in the first half, down 14-7. You know, they could have tied that game. They get the ball back first drive, second half, to maybe take the lead, but of course... Uh, they are not able to do either one of those things, and the second half ended up being a disaster. And uh, last week against Arizona, uh, more of the same. You know, only you think you're gonna, you think you know they have the win right in the bag, and you know four turnovers in a row, and uh, bad things happen. Well, bad things happened again uh, over this past weekend against the Cardinals, um, playing a backup quarterback. Uh, a guy who hasn't played in four years in the league. And, you know, I, I've never really been the biggest Carson Palmer fan, so I felt like even if he had played, they they had the same chance of winning. I, I thought they had a, a much greater chance um, with Drew Stanton playing. And had I not been in the car um, on the way home from a wedding in the middle of New Hampshire with no service, uh, I probably would have uh, put everything or every dollar I could have found or, or asked for on this game because I felt that confident the Jets or the Giants would win. And, and sure enough, they, they blow the game in typical Giants fashion in two plays, back-to-back plays, uh, a punt return, return for a touchdown, and then a kickoff return that's fumbled by Quentin Demps. And really, that's just how Giants football goes. I mean, anyone who watches it consistently knows that um, nothing is safe with them, and in the blink of an eye, a bathroom break, a beer break, the game could be ruined. You know, what bothered me about that game was everybody sensed once they took the lead in the second half, the game was in the bag. Um, and, and, you know, it's like nothing's easy with, you know, their, their offense isn't good enough and their defense hasn't been consistent enough, uh, for me to be confident that once they took the lead, the game was over and you're getting the sense by the, the people in the stadium, some of the broadcasters that, well, the Giants finally took the lead, the game's over and, uh, everybody was, was sadly mistaken and, you know, what do you got? Uh, I can't really blame what, you know, it's hard for me to blame a punter for a punt. I remember... Matt Dodge got all the garbage for the 
the Sean Jackson thing. I mean, tackle the guy. There's, there's enough guys on the field. Somebody's got to stop him. Uh, you know, so I'm not blaming. I know Weatherford's banged up, and he punted it right to Ted right, you know, right in the middle of the field with, you know, a lot of hang time. Or, um, so, I, you know, I don't really put that on the punter, make the stop, the fumbles. You know, Rashad Jennings, I mean, that's just a freak thing. You know, he, he falls to the ground, and, and, and Brown causes the fumble, essentially. I mean, how often is that going to happen? So just a little bit of bad luck there. I thought Eli Manning, for the first time in 17 games, you know, <laughs> played pretty good. I mean, the one interception, of course, bounced off somebody, and it was picked off. But I thought all in all, his throws are pretty solid. He, he made some good reads, and he actually utilized the screen pass, which is something he hadn't seen from Eli, you know, ever. Um, so I, I think you could take some positives. The, the negatives are... You know, again, the fumbles and, and the defense to me was a little suspect. They really couldn't, you know, get much of a pass rush on standing against that Cardinals offensive line. I thought JPP played his best game in a while. But, yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of question marks. And another positive you take out of the Giants is, you know, they might have a tight end in Larry Donnell, who's been very uh, consistent his first two games of the year. And, you know, I actually think that the reason he's been successful is because of the Giants' brutal offensive line. Eli Manning had to make really quick decisions, and, you know, when he looked for the short pass, he always looked for the tight end, and he's just been, you know, in the right spot every time. He's got good hands, and he's making the catch. Well, with Eli, you mentioned how he, he, he looked the best he has in what seems like forever, and uh, and he really did. He played well enough to win that game. He ends with two interceptions. One came, um, like you said, tipped off someone. The other one comes in garbage time with nine seconds left when he's just trying to, you know, throw a bomb, put some points on the board. Not that the points would have mattered because they were down 11 at the time and they'd eventually lose by 11. But, um, you know, he's got a new offensive coordinator. He's got a new offense. He has to learn these sign language-esque hand signals. Um, he's got no real receivers. He doesn't have a number one receiver. His best receiver is a slot receiver who can't catch the ball. Um, he's got a tight end that nobody expected anything from, an offensive line that's beat up. Uh, it's very easy for people to point fingers at the quarterback because they get the praise when, when the team wins so people feel like they should uh, take the heat when they lose but I mean Eli Manning can't do this by himself but he's been put in this position by by the team by injuries by by uh, Jerry Reese where he sort of has to do it by himself yeah it kind of reminds me of when things went sour for Mark Sanchez when he was with the Jets you know and he was throwing a ton of interceptions and you got quarterbacks that have very little around them that are trying to make things happen. So occasionally you make a bad throw because you're throwing in the coverage because you're trying to make things happen. And I think Eli fell into a little bit of that late uh, last year. You know, Knicks was always banged up. Cruz was, you know, always getting covered hard tour because he was coming off a couple good years. You know, and that's, you know, that happened a little bit, you know, this year. You know, you get, uh, you, know, you know, guys aren't getting open. He's, you know, he knows that he's got to make some plays, as, as Eli will say over, you know, over and over, make plays, make plays. You know, and the end, they force them to force things. When you have an offensive line that's kind of glued together by, you know, a couple of no-names and, and a couple of veterans and a second-year player in Pew and, and Schwartz is hurt, uh, you know, he's it, not going to be able to make these, these, you know, really smart plays in good time. You know, he can't pretty much has two seconds to figure out where he's going to throw the ball. And when he does make a good throw, guys like Ruben Randall and Victor Cruz got to make the catch because those catches single-handedly turn the game around last week, not making uh, the big play, not making the catches for him. Well, Victor Cruz, uh, coming into the league, you know, undrafted guy, played um, at UMass, a so D1, but not big-time D1, and he, he was uh, an easily, you know, likable guy, a person everyone rooted for, especially after that preseason game against the Jets, um, and his path to success, uh, you know, he, he, he sort of 
uh, you know, got a chance because of injuries, became a, uh, a giant fan favorite, uh, became the slot receiver, broke all sorts of receiving records with the team, and he ended up getting paid. And in turn, they don't pay Akeem Nix, and Victor Cruz sort of becomes that guy. And, uh, you know, he's that guy when he's not getting the ball and he's complaining about it, and then he finally does, and it's his drops that, that sort of cost the Giants the game and or at least a, a chance to win the game uh, against the Cardinals. Um, and he didn't look that great when, when the ball is getting thrown to him in the second half against the Lions either. And uh, for as much as Eli, you know, is wants to or, or needs to do this by himself, he needs Victor Cruz more than anyone else, um, you know, on the offense to help him out because he's his go-to guy. And if Victor Cruz is going to be dropping balls all over the place like Hakeem Nix did last year, I mean, the Giants will be lucky if they can, uh, you know, get five or six wins. Yeah, and I was a proponent of trying to bring Hakeem Nix back, and I, I still think you I, – I, I think there's a chance that he might have been hands down maybe the most talented talent-wise wide receiver they, they maybe ever had. Uh, unfortunately, injuries and, and, and you know kind of you know took him away from being you know as good as he's been. And uh, you know after watching the, the Colts' first couple games here, you know I, I think he may be uh, you know half of what he was. And unfortunately for him, uh, not the, the number one receiver that uh, everybody was hoping he would be. You know I, I think you could put. I, I know everybody puts the pressure on Victor Cruz, and absolutely, you know absolutely he deserves it. He's getting paid, and he's the number one guy. You know it, it's time for the Giants to, to get what they expected out of Ruben Randall. He was, a, I believe, a second-round pick uh, off the top of my head. You know, he obviously has talent. He made a play last week. You know, but his first two years have kind of been, you know, rookie year, you kind of, you know, you're not putting a ton of pressure on the guy. Second year, Nixon Cruz were still there. You know, now he's kind of, he is the second guy, and, and you don't know when Odell Beckham's going to come back. You know, he's got to start, you know, really showing stuff that he's a real NFL receiver that's going to start putting up some numbers. You know, because, you know, 30 catches and, and three touchdowns is not good for your number two guy. you got to get 60 to 70 catches this year, make himself open and catch the ball. He had a big drop last week. He was right in his hand. And, and just as much as Cruz, and look, there's a lot of pressure on Cruz. I already said that. You know, there's just as much pressure on Ruben Randall to really be the number two receiver this year. Because even when Odell Beckham gets back, he's still a rookie, and we don't know what he is. You know, they don't know how good he is, how fast he's going to be. It's an hamstring injury. So I think there's pressure on both giant wide receivers to really come through and really be players this year. We're talking here on a Thursday, and by in a little over a week, a week from tonight, plus uh, you know three, four hours, the Giants will have played in the next two games, and they could easily be anywhere from zero and four to two and two. Um, and, and with the Texans on Sunday, you know, a team that came into the season with uh, a lot of people, you know, downplaying their expectations. Um, they were they were picked, you know, sort of finish in the bottom half of this league, and they're already off to a fast two and zero start. Do you view Sunday's game against Houston as a must win game for the Giants season? I mean, I saw the stat on uh, the amount of teams that have been zero and three. To make the playoffs, and it was not a good one. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was one where I said, "Well, if the Giants lose this week, they're done." You know, sadly, if the, if the Colts and the and the uh, Saints lose, I think they have obviously better chances than the Giants uh, to make the playoffs. But uh, look, I, it must win. I mean, you know, third game of the season is hard to say, but I mean, it, it's it's close to a must win as there is. Uh, you know, without the season technically being on the line, so. Uh, look, you, you get a Texans team that quarterbacking is questionable, Clowney's out, Arian Foster's kind of been rejuvenated after, uh, you know, being injured last year and having some time to rest. Uh, he's been good the first two games. DeAndre Hopkins has really shown 
Uh, a lot has improved in his second year, and he's going to be a top-notch free, uh, wide receiver. Obviously, everybody knows how good Andre Johnson is. Uh, this is going to be a tough battle. Unfortunately for the Giants, uh, one of their strengths is their secondary, although they haven't seen him much in the first two games, although they were better in the second game if the Calvin Johnson embarrassed them. Uh, you know, I think it's a decent matchup. You know, I, I they've been good against the run. They haven't been great. They've been good against the run, uh, and that's the Texans' strength. So, you know, if they can shut down the run a little bit and they can score, now obviously scoring for the Giants is always a question mark, and, you know, we'll see how they do. The problem is the Texans, Texans defense is very solid. You know, Bill O'Brien's a good defensive coach. Uh, you know, he's put together a good squad there, the 2-0. Now, it's obviously a benefit to the Giants. The game is in New Jersey, and, and you know, the Texans don't often come here. Uh, you know, but I thought last week it was a benefit for the Giants that the Cardinals were coming across the country with a backup quarterback, and that didn't exactly work out. So, uh, it's going to be a tough game. It's a game they really need to get. Uh, I'm not sure they'll be able to do it. It almost feels like, you know, whether it is a must-win or not because of that stat, because of the 0-3, um, it certainly feels like it. And they gave away the game last week against the Cardinals, a game that they, they needed to win. And, and later in the season, they have that tough stretch where they play uh, after their bye week, they play Indy, Seattle, and San Francisco in a row. So it's almost like now they're going to have to steal one of those games to make up for the Cardinals game. Uh, so when you look ahead here, I mean, Houston, Washington – Atlanta, Philly, Dallas, it's not exactly the hardest thing in the world. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants, uh, you know, went in the tank just like they did last year. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they picked up a few wins here in their next five games. And I think that, you know, says a lot about Giants football, um, you know, whether it doesn't matter what year it is or who the roster is or who the personnel is. It's just, you know, you don't know what to expect from them week to week. Yeah, sorry, I missed a little bit of that because I was laughing really hard inside about what's going to happen when they go to Seattle. Because <laughs> <laughs> that will be an absolute disaster. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, could you imagine this Giants offense playing in Seattle? I mean, what's the record for three and a half in a game? <laughs> uh, well, I mean... But anyway, yeah. Oh, keep going. But yeah, I mean, look, these next couple games, you know, they go, I, I, I think it's Washington next week. You know, I actually think it's worse for them that Kirk Cousins is playing because RG, I think RG3 is vulnerable and basically I think his career is over as far as being a premier starter. You know, Kirk Cousins can at least throw the ball and the Giants' record against backups isn't exactly where you want it to be. Um, and look, the Giants can win this week. It's going to be tough. If they do win this week, I think that's a little bit of much. Obviously, momentum going into a game against Washington that really doesn't have a lot. Uh, defense is shaky. Uh, the offense, again, is learning something new with Jay Gruden. Uh, Cousins is a backup. Alfred Morris, obviously, a good runner, doesn't catch the ball ton. They don't really have a lot of uh, wide receivers. I mean, Deshaun's banged up. You don't know what his situation is going to be. And even then, I, I think he's a little overhyped. Um, so if the Giants can find a way to win this week, uh, I think that Redskins team is very vulnerable. And if the Giants come out of these next two games and they're 2 and 2, all of a sudden you're thinking, all right. You know, they got a little something going, and, uh, you know, they can get a couple wins before that brutal stretch in which they're going to get absolutely massacred. <laughs> well, I know you're, uh, you're, you're one to put some money down on some of these games, so how have you been doing through the early going here in the first two weeks? Not good, man. It's been, <laughs> it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a brutal. I mean, you want to talk about covers that should never happen. I mean, the San Francisco game, what a disaster. Uh, the Colts, you know, you get them at minus three. You know, the, the brutal interception in which there should have been a pass interference or an illegal, uh, illegal touch. And then, this is the, the kicker here, is 
the game is tied, and you have Andrew Luck, and I don't know what the hell Pat Hamill's thinking. You run the ball first time with Trent Richardson, fine. It's second and six. You get a manageable second down. You know, the clock's starting. You can start the clock. You can do some short passes. He runs the same exact play with Trent Richardson to go to third and six. Obviously, they go three and out and game over. I don't know what the heck he was thinking there. There are some games this week I like, and I know everybody's going to play this game, but if you can get New Orleans at minus nine at home against the Vikings, I mean, put your mortgage in that game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I just don't see a way. I mean, that team is 0-2. Their crowd is going to be insane. The Vikings suck. Uh, I mean, I, Colston is pissed off after last week. I don't care that Mark Ingram is out. I think Tyree Robinson is a better runner anyway. Jimmy Graham is the best tight end I've ever seen, even though he's a really wide receiver. Uh, not, you know, according to, you know, and then, of course, you got screwed with the Twitter thing, but... Um, I, that, that to me is, I mean, if there's ever a lock, and I, you know, of course I'm going to be on record saying this, and they're going to lose, they're going to be, they're going to lose 24-23, you know, Matt Asiata is going to run for 209 yards. Um, but, look, that, that to me is very appealing. And another one I like this week, and I think it's a pick right now, I, I know they're shaky and everybody kills them. I, I love Dallas going into St. Louis this week. You know, I think Tony Romo is still obviously getting his game back. I think DeMarco Murray is the best runner in the game. You know, I don't care about guy. You know, I know he's injured, but Jamal Charles, all secondary. DeMarco clips five yards of carry. He's unbelievable, and I'm talking about a fantasy owner. I just love the guy. <laughs> um, that, that game is tremendous. And another one that I find fascinating, um, and they're dogs. Uh, i got to look at how the line changed. And you're going to get Green Bay. I think they're going to get a point. Unless that's changed in the last 24 hours, they're going to get a point going into Detroit. Anytime Aaron Rodgers is an underdog, I'll play that every time. Uh, to me, that, that's very appealing. So, so those are the three games that you'll probably lose on if you bet them, but uh, I'm going to take a shot with those three. Well, the one thing I will say about the Saints is that uh, they haven't lost uh, with Sean Payton as their head coach since Week 17 uh, in 2010 or 2010. That was the last time they lost a home game, so, um, you know, they're probably going to win. Now you just need them to cover. Yeah, well, that, it looks, nine points is a lot, you know, but I think Sean Payton, knowing him, the little bit that I, I do know of him and, and have dealt with him on a personal level, and that's very little. I mean, that's basically putting him on hold and listening to <laughs> interviews. But, uh, you know, he, he, this is a game where, I mean, obviously they're kicked off and losing, especially, you know, with the disaster in Cleveland last week. What a disaster that was. Uh, I mean, how 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 does uh, the Hawkins get open that late? I mean, geez. Um, but this is a game where I don't think he's going to call the dogs up. There. I mean, they they might score 50 points this game. You know, Rob Ryan's defenses at home are always a lot better than they are on the road, uh, except for the playoffs which is in Philly that are outstanding. You know, how often do you see Rob Ryan? Uh, Mike was saying this on the air. How often do you see Rob Ryan at the end of the game throwing his clipboard from from another disaster? It's far too often. I don't think it's going to happen this week. You know, I don't care who's quarterback in the Vikings. I don't even care if AP was playing. You know, I think you're going to get a team that's very hungry and wants to score a lot of points and wants to win. You know, another game this week, and I know a lot of people are going to jump on it, and it's just more anti-Raiders than anything else. But I'm afraid to see how bad Tom Brady and the, and the Patriots beat the Raiders this weekend because the Raiders might be the worst worst team, you know, since the beginning of the Buccaneers era. I mean, they're just <laughs> absolutely awful. They have no running back. They, they're wide receiver. I do like James Jones a lot. You know, but he, he's obviously not a real number one. I mean, he was great because of Aaron Rodgers, the 14 touchdowns two years ago. Um, you know, no running back situation. McFadden has got awful. 
Um, you know, I, I, Derek Carr might be a good quarterback at some point. He's not going to be a good one this year. Uh, and, and Brady at home, Ridley's getting the running game going. Gronkowski's getting healthier by the day. You know, that, that game could, could be 46-3 um, in my estimation. But who knows? Raiders are probably going to win this week. And, and, and the, the Vikings will upset the, the Saints. And, you know, I'm going to be hanging like the, the munchkin in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the, the thing is what I asked you um, – you know about betting in the first two weeks, and and you said it's not good. I think I don't think it's been going well for a lot of people or most people I talk to because um, you know parodies. It just is getting crazier and crazier as uh, you know each year with the NFL, and it's almost like you know it seems like okay, you take the Saints, whatever you get them at nine, ten, ten and a half, but. And and it seems like it's a sure thing. They they don't lose at home. They're playing a Vikings team that's without their best player. They have a suspect quarterback. But it just seems like you're better off just taking the points with everyone because you know you know no lead is safe and and no team is really that great from week to week. Yeah, you know it's, I was thinking about that. I, I I'd love to look back at how many teams have covered the spread. You know, you know with the points because it seems like everybody you know everybody that gets points gets them. You know, Kansas City last week against Denver. Kansas City, after getting you know annihilated by Tennessee at home, goes into Denver. Jamal Charles gets hurt in the second play. Nile Davis comes in. And he's the second coming of Jim Brown. Um, well, you know, it's it's unbelievable. It, it, it's just you know, it's it's hard to pick Kansas. You know, it's hard to pick games with points. It's it's it's, it's very difficult. I hope the horses are treating you better than than football has. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know that 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 sport. Uh, you know, you have some good weeks, you have some bad weeks. So, uh, what are we coming off last? We're coming off a decent week. Um, you know, we'll see. We've got the Pennsylvania Derby this week. California Chrome returns. Uh, he's going to actually race against my pick in the Kentucky Derby, Tapature, who I think he's still running in the Kentucky Derby. He hasn't finished yet. Um, you know, so that, that'll be a good race. But, yeah, that's for another day. We can do Kentucky Derby next year. They already made the favorite for the Kentucky Derby next year. Next year. Unfortunately, uh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Well, uh, you know, there's a lot coming up here. Uh, NFL's underway, and I saw today uh, it was tweeted out the the Rangers training camp, uh, the three team rosters, um, and uh, you know, hockey. We've got we've got uh, exhibition games coming up next week, and the regular season's only uh, what do you got, like 19 days or so, or or uh, 20 days till the games. You know, it's it's gone by so quick for Ranger fans because the Rangers actually got to the Cup final. You know, and when you're playing until, you know, the, the middle of June, you know, a week later you have the draft, a week later you have free agency, you have the two weeks of signing all these C-level players like the Rangers did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then all of a sudden it's it's training camp, and, you know, you're just praying to God that they don't name Tanner Glass the captain. <laughs> well, Monza, we'll, uh, I was going to say, no, we'll let's get into it now. They're, they're not wrapping this up. Let's keep it going. Let's talk about <laughs> baseball. How about that Derek Jeter commercial? I'm sure you're into that today. That, that I mean, was... Derek Jeter commercials are we gonna get? I mean, come on, do we need another one? <laughs> you know, I thought that I I actually liked the Gatorade one better than the Nike one, but uh, I thought oh, they were, I yeah, thought they were both well done. Oh, it was I, no today's commercial was, was good. I, I did enjoy it. Um, I immediately went to the machine and got a red Gatorade, so it worked. <laughs> um, it was you know it was solid. But I mean, come on, I mean your team. I mean Martin Prado on the shelf. I mean, I, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one guy who's actually had a decent second half is Brian McCann. Yeah, I mean, the, but it's like it's the second half. He we needed it all. You need it all year. You can't just uh, you can't hit a two hundred for the first half and then and then have a great second half. Yeah, and but say, statistically, you know. he's put up the same numbers he puts up every year. It just shows that you can't build a team around him. 
but he was decent enough. Yeah, and it almost seems like you know everyone wanted him. I I wanted him. I thought it was the right move, uh, and especially coming off what happened last season with the catching situation. But when you look at the depth they have at catcher, it's like the one position they could afford to not go and sign someone huge, and they go and sign him, and he has a miserable season. Whether you want to say the twenty home runs and sixty six RBIs that he has now. Uh, but I mean, the guy hit 234. He's got a 289 on base percentage, um, and you know he used to be at least the high 200s, around 300. I mean, one year he did hit 333, even though that was you know the beginning of his career. But um, yeah, Brian McCann, uh, not the biggest Brian McCann fan over here. And I'll tell you what's an absolute two things. One's an absolute disaster is Tanaka, because let's be honest, he probably needs the surgery. I don't care what they say, and that's he's gonna be at home next year. That's a disaster in the making. And uh, one thing I'm looking forward to is A-Rod's return next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's sad to say because everyone thought they would just pay him to go away, but now that they missed the playoffs again. Why would you Why would you want him to go away? I love A-Rod. I mean, he is, you know, he, he does uh, fill the ballpark, but at the same time, I, I don't know what people expect him to do. He's not going to go out and you know, be a 30, 100, like 275, uh, you know, hitter. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what people A-Rod, think he's going to do. A-Rod, go, A-Rod goes 280. 25 and 90 next year. Anybody complaining? <laughs> no, but that's just out. That's, I mean, I got to pull up his, his baseball reference here just to see, uh, you know, his last couple of years to get his exact numbers because 25 and 90. A year, a, year, a year off to get healthy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean 2012, he went 1857, 272, and 122 games. Uh, two, 2010, which, which, he hit 30, 125, 270. So that was, that'll be, he'll be four years, you know, he'll be 38. That was when he was 34. So, um, you know, I don't think we're getting, I don't think we're getting any, I, I don't know, 25, 90, he's got to play a lot of games to do that. I don't know how many games he's going to play. Hey, he's had a year off to get healthy. You know he loves to compete. He loves the game. Look, I love A-Rod. I'm, I've, I've been an A-Rod supporter since day one. I have multiple, many of his rookie cards. I was, <laughs> I was devastated when he signed with the Rangers. Um, you know, so I hope he comes back. Look, I, will, I, I am not a Yankee fan. I'm barely a fan of the Mets, and what's keeping me alive is Jacob DeGrom because he has really cool hair. Um, I I will buy an Alex Rodriguez jersey next year if he comes back. I'm telling you. Well, make sure you don't get one with the last name on it. No, I will not do that. It'll just be, uh, what is he, number 13? Yeah. Okay, I will get a number 13 jersey. <laughs> Lock it up. <laughs> All right, Mazzo. Well, I was going to say we'd have to talk again before hockey starts or, you know, to get us ready for Rangers. But if these four locks you just gave us for the football season goes wrong, I might have to give you a call on Sunday just to make sure you're still alive. Well, what if they go right? We could do a weekly. If they go right, we'll have to do a weekly because people are, you know, will be uh, longing for your picks. And, uh, you, I mean, you had me convinced on those four picks right now. I, I mean, I'm ready, I'm ready to go in with you. All right, so let's do it one more time. We got for the Saints minus... I don't give. A, I'll take a minus twenty. So we got that. We got the the Cowboys either in a pick'em or whatever the Cowboys money line, whatever that is. We got New uh, New England uh, minus fifty, and um, what was the fourth one? Uh, you got the Saints, the Patriots, um, the Packers. Oh yeah, the Packers. The yeah, Packers money line or whatever it is plus point against Detroit. Those are your four locks. Lock what it was, up. We'll talk it about was, it. It was Saints, Packers. Patriots, Saints, Packers, Patriots, and uh, oh, Cowboys. Uh, and Cowboys. There you go. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll keep up. We'll uh, check in on that. If there's zero and four, I'll I'll make sure to uh, to have someone go check on you at your house. 
No, I'll be at work, so I'll just be, you know, in the, in the corner somewhere in a fetal position, you know, eating a bag of Pringles, eating Pringles, you know, just, uh, you know, thinking about why this is my last meal. All right, Monza. Well, uh, you know, we'll talk again. I hope you do well in your picks because, uh, you know, you got three kids at home. They need that money. They need uh, they need more Thomas the Toy Engines and cars and uh, airplanes. So uh, good luck on those picks. And uh, we're, we're pretty close to hockey, so uh, we'll be in touch a lot. You got it. Look forward to it.